Hello, uh, I'm Professor John Mee from the University of Warwick and I'm very pleased to have with me Andrew Davis, the author of two very successful, very popular adaptations of two Dickens novels, uh, Bleak House and Little Dorrit. Hello Andrew. Hello. Uh, I wanted to start by asking you um, how far back your relationship with Dickens goes. Uh, well, I, I read children's versions of, of, of the novels, or, well, of some of them, uh, when I was quite little, about eight, that sort of age. Mm. Um, but then, not really for a long time. Um, I don't remember studying any at school, at the university. I, I, I read English, but Dickens was very unfashionable uh, in those years, which were the uh, middle 50s mm. when I was at mm. university. Um, uh, and then I, um, I came rather late uh, to him in a, in a big way, in my middle 30s to middle 40s, I think. And I, I, I read quite a lot of them. And, uh, and I, I, I discovered things like, like Little, Little Doris and Dombey and the Sun, the, uh, the less fashionable, mm. often the darker Dickens. Mm. Uh, and, and I just thought they, they were wonderful. And, um, uh, started teaching them to my students. Right. And so did the idea for the ad to doing two new adaptations come from you? Uh, no, I'd always uh, rather fancied having a go at Dickens, mm. but uh, Bleak House w was suggested to me by um, Jane Tranter, who was head of drama at mm. BBC. And uh, at first uh, I was... Uh, I was a bit chary about taking it on because uh, there was a very good adaptation in the 80s mm -hmm. that I'd tremendously enjoyed and, 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 and was tremendously uh, um, admiring of. Uh, and I thought I couldn't do better than that. And, but then I watched it again and, and I thought actually uh, there, there are things that I'd like to do that, uh, that they didn't manage to do then. And as with all, you know, when 20 years or 30 or whatever has gone by, it seemed really slow. Um, and, and, and so I thought, yes, we could, we could do something different mm. here. And did you know from the beginning you were going to do a pair? Did you know it was going to be Bleak House and Little Dorrit? No, uh, I didn't because Bleak House in a way was a bit of a gamble mm. because uh, it was a long time since uh, the BBC had done an adaptation mm. of anything like that length, uh, eight hours. In fact, we were originally starting trying to do uh, 10 hours, 20 episodes, right, right. And, and we, it, it wasn't for budget considerations, it was for, for making the story lean and mean, right. we, we finished up with eight. Uh, but that was a gamble for the BBC, they, they didn't know whether it was going to work or not. Um, there was always the feeling that if it did work, we would we would press on. And indeed, the the idea was to do a kind of trilogy and and to um, to do Dombey and Son as well. But uh, uh, Jane Tranter left the BBC, right. um, and the new uh, the new hierarchy thought mm, we're going to move in a different direction. Right. So we're not going to. So get Dombey's on the back burner. It might mm. happen, but I, I would have liked to have gone yeah. straight on and done it while while. Um, the iron was hot sort uh -huh. of thing. All that fantastic railway stuff. Ah, yeah, yes, you know. yes. And of course, you know, Leamington Spa, <laughs> Kenilworth. Right. <laughs> Which, I mean, one thing that would make me worried about Adapting Dickens is there's a tremendous number of people, not just academics, but kind of claim ownership of the text. And they're kind of national institutions. And as I know you've experienced, mm. people hawkishly watch yeah. for changes. So what, yeah. what about that aspect of, you know, that is Dickens' heritage and what dare you touch and what changes you, you make? To the um, uh, I, I, I'm, 
I've got a sort of cast iron <laughs> set, of, uh, set of armor about that. I've been through all that with Jane Austen, right, right. Uh, where where the adherents are, I think, even more passionate. Mm, mm. Um, and so with Dickens, really, my um, my, my general attitude was uh, he was a huge popular success in his own day. Let's try and make him a, a, mm. a huge popular success now. Mm. So I was really thinking of the people that uh, I wanted to hook, people who'd never read the books, right. uh, people who thought uh, these are big old books and, and I'm not much of a reader. Right, right. Um, so I wanted to get them because everybody, you know, responds to yeah, good yeah. drama and good comedy. Uh, and, and, and so that was my motivation, yeah. really. And one, one thing I always say to my students, in fact, is, of course, he started adapting himself very early, taking bits out for public readings. And, in fact, they were put on at the theatre. He didn't always like that because he didn't get any money back, but they were pirated for the theatre very, very early on. But one of the things I wanted to ask you was about some particular changes, which I think are very interesting. Um, it's got a very, very famous opening, Bleak House, mm. The Fog, Up the River, Down yeah. the River. And you made a decision not to go with that as the opening. I think the beginning of your adaptation begins with mm. Esther um, being kind of smuggled, might be the wrong word, but being put into the, the stagecoach yeah. with some very uh, frenetic to pejorative, very dynamic mm. cutting. Um, can you tell us about that decision to change the beginning? Yeah, well, mm. there, were, there were two reasons for that. Um, uh, one artistic, one <laughs> practical. Um, uh, the artistic one was that um, uh, Dickens takes a very long time to get the main stories going. Mm -hmm. He keeps introducing a, a, a group of characters at some length. You get to know them, then you switch to another group of characters. And uh, a new reader um, is going to think, when, modern reader anyway, mm -hmm. when is this story going to start? <laughs> so I wanted to start the story straight away. Mm -hmm. And I thought the centre of it was, was these three young people uh, who, uh, who wanted to know who they were and what was their place in life. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to get them on uh, very quickly together. There was, and tell the audience in a way, these are the stars of the show, even right. though they're very mm. young and powerless. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, get Richard and Ada into court almost with a big spotlight on them and the people gasping and, and also bundle um, Esther along as quick as I could so that she would also be in the story, uh, right in the story mm. in the first episode. So that was that. That was the <coughs> artistic bit. Now, um, the practical bit <laughs> is, believe it or not, with all the huge resources of the BBC, they couldn't do the fog. <laughs> they, <laughs> they kept saying, well, it's all blowing away. Right, right. Well, I thought there must be <laughs> there must be a some fog department in the BBC. There must be a fog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There must be a, a fog department. But but it was very very difficult. And I, of course, I've written the script with absolute absolutely full of references to I can't see my hand in front of my face <laughs> and things. <laughs> but you clearly can. Mm -hmm. And the other thing was it, it was it was shot on HD high definition, um, which uh, which shows up details. Um, very, very clearly. Mm. So, so um, 
uh, we had that to contend with mm -hmm. as well. We'd, we'd have preferred something that, that where the background was a lot fuzzier mm -hmm. because it meant that all the uh, all the detail had to be um, mm -hmm. more or less right. Anyway, so so the, those were the reasons. Mm -hmm.